What is happening, beautiful people? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the My Friend Says You Grow Gems podcast. I'm your host, GR Hoff, and you're in the right place if you're a gym owner, fitness pro, box owner, personal trainer that is looking to grow your gym, grow your business in ways that you, your team, your community, the people you serve, and not least importantly, your bank account are going to feel absolutely awesome about. Uh, today's a fun one because I get to talk a little bit about something that I that is near and dear to my heart, and that is uh, the sport of American football, specifically the GOAT of the sport of American football. Um, completely undisputed <laughs> Tom Brady. So, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, Tom Brady has just won his, uh, seventh, uh, Super Bowl title. That is the, um, the most of, of any quarterback by a long shot. Um, I'm not going to going to spend too much time going deep into the context and build up the idea of how amazing, um, his career has been, uh, what I will say is that essentially if you break down Tom Brady's career to give you a little bit of context here, essentially he's had three separate hall of fame careers, um, within his one career, you could add up multiple careers of other quarterbacks that are in the hall of fame, right? A very select club of, uh, like it's not a, um, it's not just an everybody gets in type of hall of fame. This is a pretty, um, select, uh, hall of fame for the NFL. And uh, he basically has, you know, three or four Hall of Fame careers now within his, um, you know, these these different pockets of uh, of his of his career, right? Different segments of his career make up um, lifetime achievement awards of of other, again, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Um, and he did it all in a time period when you weren't supposed to be able to do this. So, um, you know, he was a sixth round pick of a seventh round draft. Essentially, he was not. You know, he was one of the last kids picked off the playground um, when he was initially drafted. So this isn't some highly touted, highly talented individual. Um, he was not one of the most physically gifted uh, or athletic um, uh, quarterbacks of his time. Uh, you could make the argument that he is a, a mid-tier at best in terms of his um, ability at, you know, what, what, what the quarterback position, what the position he plays. Um it requires him to do in terms of just on the field stuff, right? Athletic ability and giftedness. Um, so throwing the ball hard and fast, <laughs> uh, running around quickly, um, all those different fun things, uh, strength, right? The elusiveness, etc. cetera. Um, so he's, he's, it's not like he's the most talented guy, right? Uh, and he's done it all during a time period, during an era of the NFL that was built to prevent dynasties from, basically running the show. So uh, the NFL has a salary cap that was instituted to effectively stop these dynasty type teams from being able to just spend more than the other teams to be able to be successful. So essentially you cannot spend your way to success uh, in the NFL. They've, they've, this is uh, supposed to have been the most level playing field um, in the history of the NFL. And yet we have this, this singular individual that has been to 50%, 50% 10 Super Bowls, um, which is just ridiculous, right? Most quarterbacks, uh, are happy to get to two or three throughout the entire, uh, you know, the duration of their careers. And Brady's been to, been to 10. Um, it is just an incredibly ridiculous number. Uh, the, the level of achievement is absolutely insane. And again, to avoid going too deep into how impressive his career is, because we literally could go on and on. Um, we'll, we'll stop there and move into how does this gushing uh, about Tom Brady, how does this impact us as leaders, as gym owners, as business owners? Um, 
And there's a few things here. So number one, I do want to set a little bit of context for the quarterback position in the NFL. So those of you that grew up in the U.S., um, you know, if you're like Texas where football's a religion, right? If you grew up in Texas like I did where football's a religion, you know that the quarterback position uh, has this reputation of being pretty boys, right? Uh, in movies, they're, you know, oh, there's, he's a star quarterback, right? It's the, the the jock, the asshole, the douche, the one that gets all the, that gets all the attention. It's the prom king, et cetera. Uh, they get paid more. So in terms of the, the you know, real-life business context, they get paid more than anybody else on the team for the most part. Um you know, when, when quarterbacks get their, uh, get out of their rookie deal and get into their real contract, they get their real deal contract, they are paid more than any other position. They get more credit and more media attention than any other position. Um, they also, they do have more responsibility than any other individual position for the most part in the NFL and arguably in, in sports in general. Um, that said, it is very easy for these guys who were the, they were the best players. They were probably the most popular guys in their high schools, right? They've always been the best athlete on any team that they were on growing up again, for the most part, um, you're probably big man on campus in college. So you've got everybody telling you how awesome you are. You go to the NFL, which again, you're, you're a, 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 a 0.01% of the 0.01% of the 0.01%, um, that, that make it that far. And now, um, not only have you done that, but you, but you've had some success, right? So in Tom Brady, the first year Tom Brady became a starter, they won a Super Bowl in new England. Um, most quarterbacks don't win Super Bowls, right? Like that's not something, um, that happens. We have great players in the league right now that have not won Super Bowls, great players in the league that have never sniffed a Super Bowl. They've never been close. You've got guys that Philip Rivers is arguably a hall of famer has never been to a Super Bowl. Right. Again, one of the most successful quarterbacks of all time in terms of of yardage and and been on some really good teams, never made it uh, to the Super Bowl. I think Dan Marino, again, arguably the GOAT um, prior to this era of Manning, Breeze, Brady, um, I think only went to one throughout the duration of his entire career. And you're talking about people, uh, uh, somebody who, you know, many argued was the best passer of all time. Um, you know, up until probably the mid late two thousands, even, you know, before Manning retired and became, became the deal. So again, the level of success is just absolutely insane. Um, and you can imagine like you've been built up this entire time. Yeah. There there's, there's going to be some real propensity to have an ego here, right? Like if you're the quarter, you're the star quarterback on a team that's had, had some success. It's very easy. I think to start to believe that your shit doesn't stink. Right, that you're bigger than the team because you get paid more, because you get more media attention, because you get more scrutiny, etc. Uh, people are going to tell you how much you suck when things go bad, and people are going to tell you how great you are when when things go well. Um, so it's a what I'm getting at. It's a very easy environment to kind of create jealousy amongst your teammates in what is the absolute ultimate team sport. Right? I think business is is the one spot. Uh, that, that has a, has a true analog, at least that I can think of that has a true analog to American football, American football, um, uh, you know, you, just to be nice to our international audience and not just call it football. Um, you know, it, it's the ultimate team sport. You have, you have 11 guys on the field, um, uh, on your team at any given time. Uh, you've got 53 guys on your team uh, that are just players. Uh, you've got these huge coaching, coaching staffs, huge management staff. Like it is, it is absolutely the ultimate, uh, team sport, right? <laughs> there's, there's nothing like it. And you have, uh, you have all the way, you know, things all the way from, from your pretty boy, you know, uh, quarterback, Tom Brady types to your diva wide receivers, um, uh, uh, to, to, to just your absolute, 
grunty, you know, they're ugly, they're fat, da, 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 offensive linemen, again, to use unfair stereotypes, um, that, that get almost no media attention, right, in many cases. Um, so it, it is the ultimate, ultimate team sport. And, and your team cannot function. So this is not a sport where you can win on the talent of one individual. You're not going to win Super Bowls because you have one good player. That's not how this works. So as we saw in the Super Bowl, uh, basically Mahomes' offensive line let him down. And it's probably like I don't think it's a question of Mahomes' leadership. You know, I think uh, – he he's he's the baby goat right he's the next guy but uh, i think there were some injuries on the offensive line um the offensive line did not play well and so you have the who i think is the actual like the, the most talented the most effective quarterback right now in terms of let's call it just on the field performance and play in patrick mahomes who got his ass absolutely handed to him in this super bowl why because well you know he didn't have the big uglies up front, as they called them, um, doing their job, right? They, did, they didn't do their job to the extent that allowed him to get the, get his job done. It is the ultimate team sport. You cannot do it alone. And so what's interesting about Tom Brady is before, you know, you, 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 you had this debate of, oh, him and Bill Belichick, like he, he's winning all these Super Bowls because of his coach. Then he goes to this historically unsuccessful organization to a losing team. There, there were a losing team the year before he shows up. And all of a sudden, you know, whatever it is, nine months later, 12 months later, whatever it is, they're in the Super Bowl. Probably 10 months later. They're in the Super Bowl, raising that tr trophy over their heads um, in the greatest team sport <laughs> that exists. And they are champions with a completely new team. It's insane, right? The accomplishment is insane. So how does this happen? This leads us to believe that Tom Brady is the ultimate force multiplier in sports. He's not the most effective on the field quarterback, right? Like he, Patrick Mahomes does things that Tom Brady can only dream about being able to do in terms of things he can do with his body and throwing the football, just talent, right? Athletic, uh, athletic talent. Yet here he is. Tom Brady at the pinnacle of the sport again, winning another championship. So how does this happen? How do we create this idea of being a force multiplier, becoming the ultimate force multiplier in an organization? Um, I think it starts with humility, right? So Tom Brady, again, in a position where we've already built up the case, this is a spot where it's very easy to believe your shit doesn't stink. Just like it's very easy to like, if you start getting press and whatnot as a business owner, people start telling you how good you are, et cetera. It's very easy to create a situation where there's jealousy, right? <clears throat> Your team, many of you, you know, with Corona, and everything else going on. So many of you are not clients of ours <laughs> have probably gotten used to not paying yourself every once in a while. So the joke might be that, yeah, like your team thinks you're some rich business owner because you're, you know, your gym you know, brings it. We got a hundred members. They all pay a hundred a month. We're making 10 K a month. Oh my gosh. You know, that owner must be rich. Um, and in reality, you know, you're losing five K a month and you haven't paid yourself in a year, whatever. Um, Hey, if you want to help with that, by all means, reach out to us. We can help you out. Um, so yes, there's a joke that you might, act, you might actually be paying, being paid. You might actually be being paid less than anyone else in your organization. Um, but everyone else in your organization believes you're being paid more, which, you know, it's a different thing than football. There's more transparency and what have you. But the idea of there being a situation that can create jealousy among, you know, with compensation and um, praise, credit, et cetera, like that exists in business ownership as well. So Brady is notoriously 
humble. And what's interesting is you'll hear this story and I've heard it repeated in a few different places where, um, you know, a rookie, an undrafted or a late, late round rookie, again, one of the last kids picked off the playground, so to speak, picked off the NFL playground, uh, is walking through the locker room. They walk past Tom Brady and, and Tom stops and he introduces himself and he says, you know, Hey, you know, Julius, um, I'm Tom. It's great to have you on the team. Just let me know if you need anything. So again, not these are huge teams, right? There's 53 players on the active roster. These guys are talking about being in preseason when there's, I don't know how many, 90, 75. There's a large number of people and new faces, and there's new faces every year in the NFL. And yet Tom Brady knows all of their names. And he stops and he introduces himself as Tom. <laughs> Everyone knows who Tom Brady is, right? Like <laughs> a year after the after the Patriots won the Super Bowl, 20 years ago, everyone knew who Tom Brady was. Everyone in the locker room knew who he was. And yet he's still with the lowest of the low rookies, right? The lowest on the totem pole individuals. He's reaching out, shaking their hands, introducing himself, saying, hey, I'm Tom, let, let me know if you need anything. The next thing is that he seems to live that. So, you know, there's stories of, and, and again, I don't want to get into, you know, whether or not Antonio Brown is a good dude or not, but when Antonio Brown was basically cast aside, and again, he may be an asshole, I don't know, uh, but Tom Brady gave him his house. Like, said, hey, stay here. I've got you. Right? He took care of his teammates. He is a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic teammate. He will be there for you when you need him. He also has incredibly, incredibly, incredibly high standards. So the the interesting thing about Brady, I think a lot of these guys that are in um, different organizations, right, that come to play with Tom, you'll be with quarterbacks who maybe can't take coaching. Right. They can't take negative feedback. They can't take constructive feedback. Their egos are too fragile to be able to allow that, <laughs> to, to be able to allow that. And so instead of being, co you'll, you'll coach the undrafted, you know, offensive lineman differently than you will, you know, the first round quarterback because he's the star. He gets paid more money and we can't afford to, to rock the boat with him. Tom is not that person. So Brady wants to be coached hard. I hear some dog stuff going on. We're going to keep it going. One take. Brady wants to be coached hard. He looks forward to that coaching and thrives on it. He allows himself to be held accountable, right? So again, in the five dysfunctions of a team, avoidance of accountability, I think is the, um, is, is the, is the second notch up the pillar. The first one is, I believe, lack of trust, right? So second one is, is avoidance of accountability. Brady's got that. Brady does not avoid accountability. He's the opposite of that. He seeks out accountability in coaching. He seeks, he seeks out being better. And so when someone else on the team needs to be held accountable, they're not doing their job, they can't look up and say, well, Brady's not doing his. He holds himself to a higher standard than anybody else in that organization. And so when somebody looks to him and says, well, you know, he's not doing it, or is my leader doing it? Is the person that I'm looking up to that's leading this organization doing it? They can always say yes. And so the question, again, if you want to have a Super Bowl business, are you holding yourself to the standard that you hold your team to? Because if you're not, like, tough shit. They can go somewhere else. You have no right to hold them to that standard if you're not doing so. And what happens when you've had success and when you live by your standards, guess what? Now that raises the belief in the organization. 
So the biggest difference when Tom Brady signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was not the talent level at the quarterback position. It was the level of belief in that organization that now, hey, like we're in this thing. We can go win a championship. We got 12 on our team. We got Tom Brady on our team. We, we could actually do this. So you raise the standards of an organization. I think it's a Sam Ovens quote. You might have stole it for somewhere. I'm not sure. But there's a Sam Ovens quote. Basically, we don't rise to the, to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our minimum standards. And Brady's standards are famously, notoriously, ridiculously high. Like the dude's not eating a fucking strawberry or whatever. His treat meal is like avocado ice cream or something. And we can laugh about that all we want. But the reality is the dude is a first in, last out. He's going to do the job. You can't look up to that leadership position and say he's not giving everything he's got. And so when he calls you out or when a coach calls you out, <laughs> you can't set like there's again, there's a level of accountability there and it creates an environment where it's incredibly difficult to be jealous of him. If you notice and you watch his press conferences, <clears throat> right? Again, a spot where you could gloat, where you could brag, you do all these things. Tom's always talking about his teammates. He always pushed points, the credit elsewhere. He always takes the blame. He's willing to take the accountability. And so the best thing that we can take from Brady is the ridiculous competitive spirit. I think he hates to lose probably more than anybody ever compared to Michael Jordan. So you've got this ridiculous level of competitiveness. You got a ridiculously uh, set of high standards that the guy lives by every single day, certainly you know, from what we can see and what people talk about who've been on the same team with him. And what that creates is it raises the standards of the entire organization. So it raises the performance of the entire organization. The performance of the entire organization says, man, we're doing way better. Maybe we can like, maybe we actually can do this. So it raises the belief. It raises the standards. So it's this consistent performance. That's this consistent excellence that I don't know if we'll see repeated again. Certainly not by someone with his, you know, frankly, little talent as Brady. So again, accountability standards. If you can take this, if you can be somebody that when your team looks up to you, when your team says, well, you know, you're holding me accountable to, to, to meet this minimum standard, right. To, you know, whatever, be great at what I do. Always get the job done. Do it with a positive attitude, all those different things. Are you doing that every day? Are you being somebody that people want to play for and play with? Right? Are you meeting your, Six round pick in the locker room, introducing yourself and being there for them when they need you. If you're not, then you're not going to have a Super Bowl business. If you are, you've got a shot. And now it's time to go compete and to keep doing it every day, <laughs> day after day, week after week, year after year, until you've got, you know, the fucking goat of gym businesses. So that's all I got for you today. Love and hugs. We'll talk to you soon.